0: Good morning, Alex and friends. I'm Connie Clementine. Today is Tuesday, July 25, 2023, and you're listening to Alex's News. Today in Riverside, we are expecting a blistering high of 103.5 degrees and a low of 76.5. Stay hydrated, friends. In today's headlines, America's top economists find reasons for optimism unaffected by daunting recession fears. The state of California is getting innovative in its struggle against worsening water shortages and wildfires, enlisting help from industrious little beavers in an unexpected, non-lethal strategy. In tech news, there's a buzz around Elon Musk, who just never ceases to surprise us. The entrepreneur's Twitter is undergoing a major rebrand, swapping the familiar bird logo for a simple X. What's the play here? A move towards an all-in-one super app, we hear. And in sports, we'll be discussing remarkable newcomer Casey Fair, who is smashing records as the youngest player ever to enter the Women's World Cup, all the way from South Korea. All those details and more, coming up on Alex's News. Stay tuned. Our top story this morning focuses on the current state of the U.S. economy and the possibility of a recession. Let's dig into this a bit further with our correspondent Elias. Elias, can you provide us with a brief overview of what's happening right now?
1: Absolutely, Connie. Despite previous warnings, the U.S. economy has shown remarkable resilience. We've seen a significant improvement in inflation, the annual inflation in June, for instance, stood at just 3% down from 9% the previous year. Additionally, the job market continues to showcase strength with low unemployment rates and steady job growth. Plus, people are making more money. Wages have been on the rise, increasing workers' purchasing power. Economic forecasters consequently have cultivated a more optimistic view with 71% believing a recession in the forthcoming year is unlikely, which is quite a jump from 42% back in January.
0: So despite some earlier fears, the outlook seems more positive now. What factors are driving this optimism?
1: One key driver is a robust stock market performance with the Dow Jones Industrial Average, NASDAQ, and S&P 500 all-bull markets. That's a great sign of economic health. But what's most driving this optimism are robust job gains, a gradual decrease in inflation, and strong consumer spending. The likes of Bloomberg and the National Association for Business Economics have reported drops in the percentage of economists expecting a recession within the next year, underlining this positive turn. But
0: there are still some concerns looming, right?
1: Correct Connie. Despite the downward trend, inflation is still higher than what's comfortable, leading to expectations of interest rate hikes. The true effect of these hikes may not have fully impacted the economy yet, and some forecasters believe a recession could yet be looming. Concerns over sectors like manufacturing slowing down add to these worries. Additionally, there are suggestions to keep an eye out on economic indicators, such as company profits, debt management, commercial real estate, and potential challenges like reduced consumer spending, to name a few.
0: Now that you've mentioned interest rate hikes, what implications might these have on the economy?
1: Historically, interest rate hikes have had mixed effects on the economy. On one hand, they could cool down inflation, which would be beneficial given the current inflation concerns. On the other hand, rate hikes can make loans costlier for businesses and individuals. This could potentially slow down investment and spending, thereby somewhat offsetting the positive impact of the job market and wage growth.
0: It's clear we need to monitor these developments closely. Now I've heard that economists' predictions on recessions haven't always been on point.
1: Oh yes, that's true, Connie. Even with all the sophisticated models and data analysis, predicting recessions has proven difficult. A notable example is the 2008 financial crisis, which many economists failed to foresee. Several factors such as job gains, abating inflation, and strong consumer spending have led major investment banks, including Goldman Sachs and Bank of America, to revise their recession forecasts. Still, while optimism is on the upswing, caution is still advised.
0: What's the word from the UK regarding their economic state?
1: The UK think tank EY item club has said that the Bank of England's interest rate rises will have a long-term impact on economic growth. Their forecast for growth in 2024 has been lowered and two more interest rate increases are expected. Despite the expectation of sustained high inflation, there's some positivity with growth factors like a growing workforce and reducing energy costs mentioned.
0: Very enlightening Elias. Now, I see our final story element takes a bit of a shift from economy talk. It's about managing work relationships, specifically for police environments.
1: Yes, a bit of a tangent here, Connie. The piece suggests ways for effectively communicating with difficult supervisors in police work environments, highlighting strategies based on emotional intelligence, active listening and seeking solutions. This segment underscores the importance of good communication for collaboration, trust, and successful outcomes in police work, or indeed, any work environment.
0: That's a valuable insight for any industry. Thank you, Elias, for giving us a comprehensive overview of the key elements in this story. We'll be keeping a close watch on these economic trends for the foreseeable future.
1: My pleasure, Connie. Yes, it's crucial to keep track of these trends, as the implications for American households could be considerable.
0: As we continue with today's top stories, we take a look at an unusual environmental policy in California. It seems that the state has found possibly an unexpected solution to their water and wildfire issues, beavers. Grace, our environmental reporter, is here to explain. Grace, could you provide an overview of this new policy?
2: Absolutely, Connie. California has recently implemented a policy that embraces beavers as a tool in fighting the state's water issues and rampant wildfires. Despite being previously viewed as a nuisance, beavers are now seen for their eco-friendliness, and the state is encouraging landowners and agencies to look for non-lethal solutions to any beaver-related damage. What do these non-lethal solutions look like? The policy recommends using flow devices in streams or protective wraps on trees to deter the beavers. Killing the animals becomes a last resort. What's more, California is conducting pilot projects to relocate beavers to areas where they could play a more positive role in the ecosystem. I see. Why this
0: significant shift in policy?
2: Well, it's a way to save the declining beaver population. Western states, including California, have historically trapped and removed beavers, leading to notably smaller populations than in the past. By embracing beavers, the state hopes to create more flourishing habitats, bolster groundwater supplies, and mitigate wildfire threats.
0: That's interesting. What has led to such a drastic drop in beaver populations?
2: Over the years, overtrapping led to the decline of the beaver population in North America from around 100-200 million to a mere 10-15 million, This is alarming because preserving beavers can help restore wetland spaces and benefit other species like the coho salmon so how does
0: california plan to increase the beaver population
2: they still reserve the right to issue permits to eliminate beavers if necessary but in general the state wants people to strongly consider non-lethal solutions first and is planning pilot relocation projects to restore beavers in areas where they're wanted Also, education will play a crucial role in informing the public about the benefits of beavers. I suppose the
0: big question is, could this really make a significant impact on California's water issues and
2: wildfires? It could, Connie. Beavers are known as ecosystem engineers, creating ponds and wetlands, which in turn recharges groundwater, providing a natural bulwark against wildfires. The logic behind the policy is that by embracing the beaver's natural abilities, California could potentially solve some of its persistent environmental challenges.
0: This surely is an interesting approach to an ongoing issue, and it will be intriguing to see how it works out in practice. Thanks for unpacking that for us, Grace.
2: My pleasure, Connie.
0: Today we're taking a closer look at the significant changes occurring at Twitter since CEO Elon Musk has taken the helm. Ethan, you've been following this situation closely. Can you give us an overview of what's happening?
3: Absolutely. Connie Musk, with his vision, is embarking on a major brand overhaul for Twitter. Essentially, he's replacing the platform's iconic blue bird logo with an X, part of an ambitious plan to transform Twitter into an everything app, much like China's WeChat. WeChat is an app that offers a vast array of services from messaging to banking to shopping. Musk's decision comes in conjunction with redirecting the URL, x.com, to Twitter, which indicates he's intending to have a cohesive brand running through all of his ventures.
0: Sounds like a significant transition is underway. But given Musk's history of controversial decisions, is there skepticism about these changes?
3: Quite a bit, Connie. Some are unsure about Musk's ability to pull off this transformation, especially considering the trust issues that have plagued Twitter recently. Yet. Musk seems to have a particular fondness for the letter, X. He's used it in previous ventures, his online bank X.com, for instance, or the Tesla Model X.
0: Interesting. What insight does the new logo offer into Musk's vision for Twitter?
3: Musk's aim is not just a logo change, but also an expansion of Twitter's capabilities. He wants Twitter to offer more than just its core messaging feature. He seeks to integrate services like banking and online shopping. Critics argue that simply changing the logo without new services is just an attention-grabbing stunt. Plus, some users have pointed out that the X also resembles the universal symbol for deleting something, a bit ironic considering Twitter's recent user decline.
0: That's a concerning observation. Now what could be the potential implications of this rebranding?
3: There's a lot of uncertainty, Connie. Twitter's transformation into an all-in-one app faces both regulatory challenges and trust barriers. Also, the rapid rebranding has led some to worry about potential security issues, such as phishing attempts capitalizing on the transition.
0: Looking at Musk's track record, can we see any pattern that might shed light on his latest decisions?
3: Musk certainly has a history with the letter, X, Connie. Besides his ventures that we've discussed, in his personal life, Musk named one of his kids, X, which might suggest a deeper interest or even fascination with the letter. The same letter also appears in his new corporate entity, X Holdings.
0: And finally, how has the Twitter community reacted to these changes?
3: Well, Connie, the reaction has been more mocking than welcoming, highlighting the skepticism around the rebranding and its perceived intention. Despite Musk's grand vision, the timeline and the success of Twitter's evolution into a comprehensive one-stop app remain uncertain, due in part to challenges faced by Twitter and Musk's previous controversies.
0: Quite a story to watch. Thanks for your insights, Ethan. We'll be keeping a close eye on this story and Musk's ambitious plan for Twitter. It's story number four this morning, Chloe. We're talking about a unique achievement in the realm of women's soccer. Our focus is on a powerhouse player named Casey Fair. She's just 16 and already making her mark, isn't she?
4: That's right, Connie, Casey, who hails from New Jersey recently made history as the youngest player to make a debut in the Women's World Cup. Incidentally, she represented not Team USA but South Korea, entering the match against Colombia in the 78th minute.
0: Is that the record then, the 78th minute entry?
4: Yes, indeed, Connie. Casey beat the erstwhile record held by Nigeria's Ifiani Chijin since 1999.
0: So, she's American but played for South Korea. Unusual choice?
4: It might seem unusual, yes, but Casey has roots in both nations. Her father is American, and her mother is South Korean. This makes her the first dual national and mixed race player to play for the South Korean senior national soccer team. An interesting aspect, isn't it?
0: Absolutely it is, Chloe. I understand that despite her debut, South Korea faced defeat in that match.
4: That's correct. The South Korean side lost 2-0 to Colombia, But remember, they still have matches against Morocco and Germany in Group H.
0: So many complexities at play here Chloe, from the personal to the national level dynamics. Tell us more about Casey's preparation for the World Cup.
4: Casey had quite substantial experience prior to this. She trained with both the U.S. women's national team and the South Korean squad. She showcased her skills, scoring five goals in two games while playing for South Korea's U-17 team in the Women's Asian Cup qualifying matches. Definitely a player to watch. So what does this all mean for women's soccer globally? Casey's achievement underlines the talent diversity in women's soccer. It highlights the increasing opportunities for female players and the significance of players with mixed backgrounds in international competitions. Looking at future perspectives,
0: what impact might this have on young players who aim to break into the world of women's soccer?
4: Well, Connie, inspiration works wonders. Casey's journey may motivate countless young players, regardless of their nationality or background, to chase their dreams in professional soccer. Her story is a testament to how talent and determination can break barriers and open doors to greatness. Inspiring indeed, Chloe.
0: Appreciate the deep dive into Casey Fair's historic achievement. Thanks for connecting all the dots for us.
4: Always happy to provide the details, Connie. Let's see what's next for Casey Fair, and of course, women's soccer as a whole.
0: That's all we have for now. Today's episode was made by Alexander King with GPT-4, GPT-3.5 Turbo, 11 Labs, and the Google Cloud Text-to-Speech API. I hope you have a great day. I'll see you tomorrow, Alex.